Lemon Pepper Parlay is presented for the People by Caesar Sportsbook, the greatest sports betting app of all time. Download it. Must be 21 or older. Welcome in to the first edition of this football season's Lemon Pepper Parlay. I'm Martin Weiss, joined here with the ki- with the kid from the, the city of bad vibes, apparently. Uh, Mark Gunnell, like Super Bowl champion, but however, the vibes out of Kansas City. You can't be feeling great about them, are you? Yeah, I mean, come on. You know, we got a couple of little bumps in the road here, but, you know, I'll take this versus... Uh, the pre-Andy Reid, pre-Mahomes days where, you know, our problems are, you know, very minuscule to other teams that are looking for quarterbacks or considering tanking or have Dennis Allen as their head coach. You know, things could be a lot worse in Kansas City. <laughs> they could be. The news of the day, uh, Chris Jones. Did you see this? I know you saw this. This is your friend, Aaron Ladd, who was putting all the tweets out. Breaking. Chris Jones feeding the <laughs> feeding people at the Ronald McDonald house. And all he's saying is, I just want the Chiefs to feed me. I want to be a Chief for life. I just want to get paid. Yeah. I mean, here's the thing. Brett Veach has a number in mind. He's very, very stingy when he comes to these negotiations. He draws a line in the sand. He has a number. And he's not coming off that number. Uh, Chris Jones is probably going to miss game one. And, and if the Chiefs, let's say they're winning games without him, I don't, I don't see how this helps his case. Because obviously the hope is, and it's weird to say this because you're still part of the team, but you're probably not wanting the defense to look good and them to not win games without you if you're in negotiations. So if they're still winning games without you, then what? Well, what's the play? So I, I don't know. I don't know if this is really smart from uh, him and his camp. Well, he wants to get paid, and he's not going to get paid if he don't hold out. So I, that's that's the only way it's going to happen. I, I see it. I would pay Chris Jones. I think he's the best defensive tackle in well, football. The thing is, he's still in the contract this year. <laughs> he sees it right on the wall. He knows what time it is. We'll see, man. And you say these, minus, these minuscule problems, hopefully Travis Kelsey didn't hurt his meniscus. I know the ACL is fine. But the knee hyperextended on Tuesday. Mark, you guys play a football game in less than 48 hours. I mean, I no Kelsey, no Chris Jones. I don't know. That's the, I don't know. Those are those are of the three musketeers. That's two of them. Well, you still got the most important one. His name is Patrick Levon Mahomes the second. Um, the best player in the world. So as long as we got 15, I'm still pro, still feel pretty good about my chances. And Vegas obviously does as well. The line hasn't moved that much. They're still uh, pretty clear favorites at home to win this game. I mean, the line has moved pretty significantly when you consider the fact that this line's been out since like, I don't know, July. For it to move two and a half points down, that's still pretty large. That's a, I think that's a pretty large line movement. But before I forget, Lemon Pepper Parlay podcast is going to move. Right now, whatever feed you're listening to it on the Money Grab feed, this will not be where we live for all the rest of the football season. So if you want your early looks at the NFL and maybe even some college football as we get further deep into down to it, you'll have to subscribe to the Lemon Pepper Parlay feed. It's out there. Search for it wherever your podcasts are sold. That's where we will be every episode except for this one. So with that, Let's keep going around the rest of the NFL news here. 
Jerry Jones says Dak will be a cowboy for a very long time. And that's not really what I'm interested in. I'm interested in your outlook on the Cowboys going forward because obviously Jerry trades for Trey Lance because Jerry's the type of guy that can do stuff like that. It really pays off when you're the guy who signs the checks and also picks the players. You can't fire yourself, right? But all that being said, this Cowboys team, adding Stephon Gilmore to this defensive backfield that was already pretty doggone good, Demarcus Lawrence, Michael Parsons, and then adding Brandon Cooks as a legitimate deep speed threat in that uh, in that Dallas offense. Losing Zeke, Tony Pollard is back from a fibula break. I think like the sky is the limit for the Cowboys. Yeah, we're here on the same page, actually, on this one. I think the Cowboys have a legit chance to come out the NFC. Uh, I'm not going to spoil a little bit later what we're going to get into, but I like you said, I mean, this is a really, really good roster. I know we said it all the time about the Cowboys, though, right? But let's not forget, I, I firmly believe they win that Niners game if Paula doesn't get hurt before halftime. I know you look at the stats, he didn't do much, but I, I think he was warming up. I think he was going to get into the rhythm. He has more pop. I mean, any given play, he's a guy that can take it to the house. You're not getting that from Zeke. He, he was uh, two yards in a cloud of dust to say the least. And now you didn't even mention, how about Deuce Vaughn from Kansas State? You you added him as RB2. I think you got some juice there. I see you make the little face there. I don't know what that means, but you got the little face. Because I just, I, just, I, I just have trouble with the idea. Look, don't get me wrong. I saw Deuce Vaughn a lot of Kansas State. It happened to be that their games were lined up during my radio show. So I was watching him quite a bit. He's a good player. I'm not trying to deny he's not a good player. But I just have to see it happen first in the NFL before I can just pencil it in as, you know, oh, Deuce Vaughn, 800 yards rushing, five touchdowns. Like, no, I, I need to see it first. Like, I need to, I need to, I need to see him get hit. You know, I understand it in the preseason, it seemed as if he could not get tackled, but I, no, I need to see it first. But I have to, yeah, I just, I need to see it. Yeah. That's, but this is me though. You know, I'm saying, I'm sorry. I'm not these yeah. guys who like, We'll put these rookies on the pedestal uh, because they're rookies. We don't know what they're going to be. We all that we know was that they were great in college. That's no, it. I understand that. But uh, going back to the big picture here, I, I think them trading for Trey Lance, I, I think it was the best thing to happen for Dak. I, I think uh, it, it's going to light a fire under him. I think he's been a little too comfortable. You know, the Cooper Rush stuff never really got to him. That wasn't a real thing. That was a social media Thing. Like, oh, they're winning some games there. Is there a little controversy in Dallas? Like, no. But this is a real thing. You're, this is a guy that was a first-round pick. The Niners traded three first-rounders to get him. Uh, and a second. Yeah, and a, yeah, and a second. So they went all in on the Trey Lance experiment, at least initially. Uh, it didn't work out there, obviously. But this is a guy that has some talent. You know, you, you get a fourth-rounder for him. If he doesn't ever play for the Cowboys, who cares? You can still use them as trade value. Somebody else take a chance on them, right? Uh, no, I think, they won't. I, I think they will. I mean, the guy has the measurables. We know how some some team will fall in love with this size, that the big arm. You know how this thing goes, Martin. Somebody would 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 bite the bullet. So you so you're saying if it doesn't work in Dallas, he's out the league. Is that what you're saying? Listen, I thought he was going to be out the league before Dallas, but then I realized that the only but the only person who could have traded for him is Jerry. Look, if Trey Lance sees the field this year, I'll be shocked. 
No, he's not. Unless obviously. Injury. So then, how's he gonna get it? How's his trade value gonna go up? If he, uh, so you're still, talking about it's the mystery of it, right? The fact that you don't play, you kind of do you hurt your value if you don't play, and you show too much, or is it still like that mystique of well, if we bring him here, he could be this. Like I still think that could play a factor in some team taking a chance on him. I don't know. I think you're looking at a fool me once, shame on me. Fool me twice, shame on you, or whatever the phrase is. Uh, and, and and for the Trey Lance thing, my and last thing I want to say, my boy Joe Burrow, he's got it figured out. Some your people boy? try to. That's your boy. Oh yeah. Okay. All right. Some people try to sign up, like and miss the back half of the season, like Kirk Cousins, for example. You know what I'm saying? Thirteen wins. No, no, no. I got a vacation. I got to get to. I'm gonna check it down to TJ Hawkinson on fourth and seven in the playoffs. Right. I, I got to get going. Joe Burrow says I want to extend. My summer vacation, again, missing the preseason, should play in week one. I said, this is, I don't think he's ever had a preseason in the NFL. So, work smarter, not harder. Anyway, with yeah. that, let's take, a, let's take a quick break, and then uh, we'll get into our quick division winners, who we have as the Final Four, and then after that, we'll look at some week one games. Tickets to the game, merch, meals at iconic restaurants, stays at Caesars Palace. All of this can be yours when you bet with Caesars Sportsbook. Win or lose, every bet earns reward credits, which you can redeem across the empire. Now, if you haven't started yet, register using code OmahaFull and then place your first bet up to $1,250. If you win, great. You keep those winnings. But if you lose, you get to stake back as a bonus bet. 21 and up only. Offer valid and must be physically present in Arizona, Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kansas, Louisiana, Massachusetts. Massachusetts, Maryland, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, and Wyoming only. New users and first $10 wager only. Must register with the eligible promo code. Bet amount of qualifying wager returned only if wager is held as a loss. Bet maximum bonus bet $1,250. Bonus bet expires 14 days after receipt. Tier credits and reward credits will be added to the account within seven days after the qualifying wager settles. See Caesars.com slash promos for full terms. Void where prohibited. No one to stop before you start. Gambling problem? Arizona, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. Colorado, Wyoming, and Kansas, call 1-800-522-4700. Indiana, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Iowa, call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Louisiana, call 1-877-770-STOP. Massachusetts, call one 800 Three two seven five zero five zero or visit gamblinghelplinema.org. Michigan, call 1-800-270-7117. Illinois, Maryland, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Ohio, and Pennsylvania. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, crisis counseling and referral services can be accessed by calling 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY to 4 Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. 
Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. All right, Mark. I'll let you go first. Who do you have winning in the AFC? Let's go AFC, then NFC. And let's see if we disagree anywhere. Each division, right? We're just doing division winning. Yeah, let's go through the divisions. Okay, in the AFC East, I'm keeping it simple. I know people are on the Jets bandwagon with Aaron Rodgers, but that early schedule is tough. They start off with, they play the Bills, the Cowboys, the Patriots, and the Chiefs, their first four games. One and three is in play. I like Buffalo. Give me Buffalo. I think they still run this division. I know people are kind of down on them. Still the best quarterback in the division, the best coach in the division, in my opinion. Buffalo wins the AFC East again. AFC South, this is easy. Trevor Lawrence and in, in them. Give me the Jags. Uh, the Colts are rebuilding. They got AR there. It's going to be some struggles. Texans, same thing. And then the Titans, ah, whatever. AFC North, this is the fun one, right? I, I like the Ravens. I know that's your boy, Joey B, and you're probably going to go with Cincinnati there. But can I interest you in the last two years before Lamar got hurt? Not only were the Ravens leading the division, they were first in the AFC before he went down the last two years. So I'm banking on him, hopefully staying healthy. And he has the best weapons he's had in his career now with Zay Flowers, OBJ, still got Mark Andrews there. And don't sleep on uh, Rashad Bateman as well if he can stay healthy. And then the AFC West, come on, I'm a kid from Kansas City. Do I got to say anything more? I just know, like, so there's some, I think, divisions that you could pick an upset in, quote unquote, or like the second place team. You know, the team with the second best odds to win the division and nobody's going to like blink at you too hard. Right. Like like uh, like, for example, you have the Bills in the AFC East. Like if somebody picked the Jets or the Dolphins, you're not going to be like, oh, you're crazy. Right. But you're crazy if you've picked anybody but the Chiefs to win the AFC West. Like just you're you're not seeing you're not you're not operating from a place of logic. Some charger picks. I've seen it out there. Well, it's just because that's what you want to happen. They're not operating from a sense of logic. You know what I'm saying? Dave Damashek, always we're talking about how good the Chargers are. It's like, but this this is not operating from a sense of logic here. Like, the Chiefs are going to win the AFC West. And if they don't win the AFC West, it's going to have to be such a cataclysmic change and fall in the NFL circumstances that nobody would have been able to see it coming. Can you, can you say that word again? USC alum grad? Cataclysmic. I love that. That was awesome. <laughs> so for me on the AFC, obviously I go AFC West, AFC South. Everybody is, is stapling it to Jacksonville Jaguars. I get yeah. it. They're supposed to be Trevor Lawrence is Peyton Manning 2.0. And did you yeah. see what Manny did his second year? I really wanted to pick the Colts, but then John, Jim Ursay has done nothing right since like week seven of last year. <laughs> like it's just, he's just gone left every, every time. There's the decision to make. He could go the right way or go the wrong way. He's like, I'm going to go the wrong way, right? I'm going to fire my coach and hire Jeff Saturday. I'm going to intentionally tank all this time. I'm going to draft Anthony Richardson, which I don't have a big problem with, especially at four. But I do have a big problem with not just paying Jonathan Taylor and having him in the fold 
because I don't know. Silly me. I think you probably are going to need a good running game to accentuate your running quarterback if you want to be Philadelphia Midwest. But they don't. So I'm out on them. Tennessee, I feel like people are sleeping on a little bit. And I'm going to continue to be those people. I'll take the Jaguars, but I don't think it's a lock in the same way. You did all that just to pick the Jags. <laughs> but I just don't, I don't, the idea like Jags are supposed to be, I think their win total is like 10 and a half. Like I think under, like, uh, like I'm not, not nearly as high. Like Trevor Lawrence MVP, you can keep it. Like, I you know people are talking to me, like, you got to target Calvin Ridley in the first, you know, I do auction, I do auction fantasy draft. And so it's like, you know, Calvin Ridley's $50. And I'm like, dude, like, nah, bro. <laughs> like, I'm not seeing it. But AFC East, I'm going with the Dolphins. Picking oh, Miami wow. Dolphins. I think Tua stay, uh, you know, I don't know if you've heard, Mark, but Tua has uh, been practicing jujitsu over the summer. So, that you know that means he's not going to hit his head for the whole season apparently nah but i yeah i like the dolphins i like what they've done and i think mcdaniel learned his lesson in buffalo last year because that buffalo team should have lost to the miami dolphins and skylar thompson in the wild card round if if he could get his plays in a little bit earlier i think he'll take that learn from it and i like the fact they hired vic fangio to run the defense you pay attention to like the the coaching tree from Shanahan to LaFleur to McVeigh to McDaniel, like they all almost at, at almost all of them at some point hired Vic Fangio and their defense has got markedly better. Like they all, you know, it's a weird thing, but whatever it is that they hire who, you know, I guess. And then in the AFC North, I'm picking the Bengals. But it's this is a big year for the Bengals, man. They gotta, they really need to come out of this division this year because it's gonna get real tenuous coming forward, trying to figure out how you're gonna keep all these guys under the cap, or at least how much luxury tax you're going to be able to spend. You know what I'm T. saying? Higgins. Like how, yeah, you know, that's that's the number one everybody always points to is T. Higgins is gonna be somewhere else soon. But you know, as long as Joe's got these weapons, we've never seen We've never seen Joe Burrow play poorly with all with like with the weapons that he has. Like if he goes and has guys, now you want to tell me you can just make something out of nothing? I don't know about all that. But if you tell me he's got Jamar Chase and T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd on the outside, I, I got faith in I got faith in Joe. And I like the fact that Lou Anarumo seemingly has figured out how to make how to raise the level of his players, uh, especially on on the defensive side of the ball, especially on the defensive line. I'll tell you this, Ravens terrify me. And they the should. Steelers also terrify me. And they should. And you know what's Ra- funny? The, mm. the, the, the fact that you mentioned that Miami should have beat Buffalo with Skylar Thompson. Can I interest you in the Ravens should have beat the Bengals with Tyler Huntley if he didn't think he was Superman at the goal line? And then old boy runs it back 99 yards with Hendrickson. I mean, they should have won that game. And that was with Tyler freaking Huntley, a quarterback in Cincinnati. We got to stop with this Tyler Huntley is a bum. But I, your point is well taken. Yeah, thank you. Okay, thank you. He's not a bum. Like, he's serviceable. Yeah, like, you he's, know, not, he's not Lamar. That's all he's not Lamar saying. Jackson. Yes, he's not Lamar. But, <laughs> you know, Skylar Thompson was not even the backup quarterback. He was the third string. He was a seventh-round rookie. Shout and, out to him. Uh, he's a local kid. He's from the Kansas City area, Kansas State. Shout out. 
Well, I would shout him out a lot, a lot louder if you had won that game. Because there you go. <laughs> and secretly, how about Cincinnati would have probably been the two seed in the AFC had Monday night football played out the entire game. The score was like 14 to three at the time. And Cincinnati was driving again when DeMar Hamlin went down. So I think Cincinnati, I, I just chalked that one up as a Cincinnati win in my brain, but they never played a game. So we don't know it, but I do wonder they play that game. Mike McDaniel could just play calls in a little bit earlier. How do we look at the Buffalo bills? All right, let's go to the NFC. Who you got? All right, let's start in the NFC East. Give me how about them Cowboys? I know I teased a little bit earlier. Y'all love this team, man. I think the Eagles' schedule is a lot harder than it was last year. Uh, They had a lot of cupcakes, man, to be honest with you. I I think that's going to catch up with them a little bit this year. I think losing your both your coordinators is a thing. You know, I think we just kind of just ignore that. They lost their OC and their DC. I think that's going to matter a little bit. They lost Hargrave to San Francisco. C.J. Gardner-Johnson is now a Detroit Lion. I think those things matter a little bit. They're still a playoff team. I'm not saying they're not going to make the playoffs, but the Cowboys, I think, have more continuity going to this year. I like the fact that you bring in Stephon Gilmore to pair him with Trevon Diggs. And like you mentioned earlier, bringing in Brandon Cooks to pair with CeeDee Lamb and Michael Gallup. And then you got the running back tandem there. I think the Cowboys are just really, really good. I know it's fun to joke about them every year. Like, oh, they're, they're going to do Cowboy things. I get all of that. But they're a really damn good football team. So give me Dallas in the East. Let's go down to the South, your division, which your Saints. I like the Falcons. I love this team, man. I, I think with the running game they already have there, and then you add in B. John Robinson, who cares who the quarterback is? I don't think it really matters that much because they're, they're going to run the ball so efficiently to where life should be easy for Desmond Ritter. I like the additions on defense. You bring in Jesse Bates from the Bengals. You bring in a veteran, Calais Campbell from the Ravens to kind of beef up that, that middle of the defense there. I think the Falcons are a 9-10 win team. The NFC North, I, I struggle with this one, man. I wanted to pick the Packers so bad. You know, because I really like Jordan Love. I really, really do. I'm totally out on the Vikings, but I'm going to go with the Lions. I'm going with the chalk here. I think their offense is super explosive. Like I mentioned, you bring in CJ Gardner-Johnson. I think Aiden Hutchinson takes another step this year and becomes one of the top pass rushers in the league. And I just love Dan Campbell. I just love the, uh, the fact that their players really love him. They rally around that guy. I think that really matters. And I think they're going to carry off that momentum that they had at the end of last season into this year. And then in the West, I got a little curveball for you. Give me Seattle. Give me the Seahawks, man. I'm in on the Seattle. You have the second best trio of receivers in the league, in my opinion. We're bringing in JSN with DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett. I know people are like, Geno had one great year, but I don't see how he can fail with all that weapons around him. You got Walker back in the fold who got hurt last year. And then their defense, I think, is going to be underrated this year. I think you got Jamal Adams coming back. He's got like the forgotten guy. Nobody even we forget that he even exists. If he just gives them anything, he's a safety that plays linebacker. That's well, the yeah. But if he just gives them anything, I I, I think uh, they're a pretty good defense. Their corners, I like their corners. Young secondary they got there. The only question is the pass rush, but they have some potential juice there. But I just think Pete Carroll is one of the best coaches in the league, and I just like that offense. The schedule's pretty favorable for them, and I think. You know, we just say quarterback doesn't matter. And, like, I know I just said that with the Falcons, right? But at some point, Brock Purdy was a seventh-round pick. 
was the last pick in the draft for a reason. Things are going to catch up with the Niners. And not to mention, did you did, did you know for the last, I think, 20 years, something like it's close to 20 years, the Niners haven't had a starting quarterback to start all 16, 17 games. Not once in the last 17, 18, 20 years. So I hate predicting injury, but based on the trend, Brock Purdy's not the biggest guy in the world. And if he goes down, you're bringing in Sam Darnold now. Give me Seattle in the West. This is sick because your curveball, I hit it out of the park. I'm with Seattle too. I like it's nothing to not to just repeat everything you just said, yeah. but you just talked about it with uh with the Eagles. The 49ers now have lost their defensive coordinator in back-to-back years to be a head coach, right? They've lost their offensive whatever Mike McDaniel was. Bobby Slonick, who's now in Houston with D'Amico Ryans, was doing Mike McDaniel's job after he left, right? Now he's with D'Amico Ryans. Nick Bosa's sitting on the couch. Mr. Irrelevant is your lock-in, lock-in, like, A1 plan, right? It's one thing if you have break glass in case of emergency, let's play Brock Purdy. It's another thing when he's the plan, right? And then, like, I don't know. You said, like, 17 years or something like that. I know the last two years, there's been seven different quarterbacks to start for the San Francisco 49ers in the last two years. You know, so like and four of them were just last year, right? They signed the guy, Josh Johnson, traded Trey Lance on top of that. So that's, I mean, if anything, that should show you how much they value him. But again, with the vibes, I'm out. In the North, give me the Packers. Okay. There's no chance. There's no, I have been around Detroit too long to pick the Lions to win the division. I've heard it before. And I've seen it happen. I just don't buy it. One in six to start the year. Like. Last season. And they just turned it around the last 10. I get that. It was great. But there was a moment in time that this Lions team got beat 29 to nothing by Isaiah, by Bailey Zappi, who just recently cleared all the waivers. <laughs> and is now New England's practice squad quarterback. This Lions team also gave up 400-some yards rushing to the Carolina Panthers in a must-win game. If they had won that game, the Week 18 game, they would have been actually going to the playoffs. But they didn't because they lost to the Panthers, who by that point had fired their head coach and I believe were starting P.J. Walker at quarterback. XFL legend, P.J. Walker. XFL legend. Houston Roughnecks till we die. But... (laughs) I'm on the Packers. I think the Packers have a good offensive line, good running game, should have probably a top seven, eight defense, especially in the NFC. So when I look at all that stuff, the Packers are a layup for me. Cowboys in the NFC East as well. I worry about the coordinators, and I don't know how – I know he won the Super Bowl. I went to the Super Bowl, but Nick Sirianni seems to be a child dressed up as a head coach, and I just wonder, like, what is his ability to continue hiring? Like, how is he able to continue? Is he going to be able to replace guys like Gannon and Steichen, who are architects to their offensive defense? And let's be honest, once you had a little bit of time, like Kansas City did, had two weeks to kind of plan for that offense and defense, you saw Jalen Hurts had an incredible game, and it did not matter 
because Patrick Mahomes and and Eric Bieniemy, according to the athletic reports, installed you know jet motion and <laughs> threw the, the Eagles defensive backs for a con- corn dog baby. total. Killed, yeah, that's the curveball. The Eagles defensive backs were like, wait a minute. I got to guard him now or him now or him now. And then meanwhile, Kadarius Tony's walking into the end zone. Um, and then what did I forget? Oh, NFC South. I'm with the Falcons too. Everybody likes the Saints. Dennis Allen, Derek Carr. That combination has netted seven, no, 11 wins in four seasons. Dennis Allen won seven games last year and nearly doubled his career win total. He's been coaching for five. <laughs> Like, I don't buy it. I don't see it. And I know everybody's talking about me like I'm crazy. Like, what do you mean? Derek Carr? What do you think about Derek Carr? Derek Carr, he never had a defense. Derek Carr. Well, you know what he did have last year, Mark? The league's leading rusher. And Devontae Adams. And you know what they couldn't do? Answer when the other team scored on them. They they blew 17-point leads by, like, nobody's business. And I get it. You think you get up to a 17-point lead, your defense is supposed to hold. Well, if you look at the scores of these games, it's not like they gave up a 17-point lead and scored 45 points, right? Then, all right, where, where's my defense? If you score 17 unanswered and you only score 24 for the game, like, yeah, you may have had a 17-point lead, but it's not like you were tacking them on. And in the NFL, you got to keep scoring because you know how this game goes. You go three and out three times, all of a sudden, you're they're right back in the game. After a field yeah. goal, field goal, touchdown, whatever, they're right back in that thing. So. With that, who do you have in the NFC and AFC championship games then? Yeah, so let's start in the AFC. I have it being the Arrowhead Invitational once again for the sixth straight season. I'm sure you're surprised by that, Martin, that I have that. I have the Chiefs hosting against the Baltimore Ravens. I, I'm I'm all in on the Ravens this year. I really am. I think with the new scheme, no Greg Roman there, you're going to see Lamar in a more pro-style passing offense. And he has the weapons. Like I mentioned, you got OBJ, Zay Flowers, who I think you should put a ticket in for an offensive rookie of the year. And Bateman, Mark Andrews, you have a pretty good offensive line, a good defense. I think this is the year of the Ravens. The question is, will Lamar stay healthy? So I'm banking on that. And then in the NFC, I got the Cowboys. At home in Dallas, and I got them going against the Seattle Seahawks. How about it? it? I'm all in on Seattle. You must have agreed with me. Yeah, that way that's why you said, damn it. But I, I really am, man. I, I like Pete Carroll. I like the offense there. I think the defense is going to be better than people think. And like you already heard what I said about the Cowboys. I'm really high on them. So those are my four. Seattle, Dallas, Kansas City, Baltimore. I have the same NFC championship game. I think it'll be a Jerry world. If I figure, Hey, if I spot from this far out, Seattle and Dallas, I don't care who wins, but I think the Cowboys <laughs> will win it ultimately and be in the super bowl. Sneaky play Dak Prescott for MVP. He's way down there, but if this team wins 13, 14 games, he'll be in the conversation when it's all said and done. Um, my AFC championship game, I'm going with Cincinnati and Kansas city. It'll be uh, again. <laughs> yeah, it'll be again. Version what is that four now of 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 Cincinnati Bengals in Kansas City with the chance to go to the Super Bowl. It'll be three. It'll be a third time. Third time. It'll be a third time. Yeah. yeah. All right. Third time. You know what? The Burrowhead Invitational reigns supreme. <laughs> <laughs> Who you got? Winning All right. That one? Uh, I'd say 
if I, again, if I spot it from this far out, I don't give a damn. But in the moment, depending on health, depending on Chris Jones's status, like I'm kind of banking that Kelsey is back. Yeah, Kelsey doesn't have a serious knee injury. That Chris Jones is back by like week five or six and in the fold. And you know what I'm saying? Those are the things I'm planning on. With that, I'd say Kansas City. This is insane. We have the same exact Super Bowl. I have Cowboys Chiefs too. Well, at this point, we have to bet it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> have to bet it as a show. Yeah. And let's get into, uh, let's take another quick break. And before, after when we come back, we'll pick. Some of these games in week one, and then, of course, make a lemon pepper parlay. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, Mark. Somehow, the city that you're from, Kansas City, is hosting a city I used to live in, Detroit. Detroit, <laughs> week one, game one, Thursday night, Lions plus five, Chiefs minus five, I suppose, with the news of Travis Kelsey and uh, and uh, Chris Jones not being there. This thing has trickled down from six and a half down to five, in part because of these notable absences in Kansas City. Where are you going here? Total 53. Yeah, so I, I'm going with the spread here. I like the Chiefs to cover, and I didn't like it, ironically, until I heard the Travis Kelsey news. I already knew Chris Jones was going to be out, but I think it's this weird thing where at first it was like the Lions have nothing to lose. They're this up-and-coming team going to Arrowhead. They just want to have a good showing. If they win, then they're really arrived. They, or they're, they're competitive and lose. You know, it's still a, a good omen for them moving forward. But I think now the narrative has shifted because now you don't have Chris Jones, most likely no Travis Kelsey, your second and third best players. So now the expectation is the Lions in their mind, you got to win this game now, right? <laughs> They're missing two of the three best players. And I think in a weird way that plays into the Chiefs hands because now people are saying, what are the Chiefs going to do without two of the three best players, the best defensive guy, the best pass catcher in the league and Travis Kelsey. I think now they use that extra motivation now. I think Andy Reid schemes up some stuff. This receiving core is better than people think. I think they're going to really find that out. Sky Moore, uh, your Justin Rosses, your MVS, Rasheed Rice. I think the Chiefs put on a clinic and they win this game by at least a touchdown. Staying away from the size here, I loved Lions plus seven, but plus five against the Chiefs? Nah. <laughs> seven, I could, I, could, I could hold seven in my back pocket. And just and just and sit tight, but you're telling me less than a touchdown spread here for the team that has been in, in 
like you said, residency in the AFC championship game for the Lions, a team that did not make the playoffs last year, everybody did not. I'm taking under 53. I think without Kelsey, Kansas City, I don't, I don't, I don't buy what you're selling. That is gonna be look good offensively for Kansas City. And uh I do think, though, defensively, those Chiefs players are going to be put up to the test, especially with, like you said, Chris Jones not being there. The more they win, the better it is. I'm going under 53 here on Thursday night football. We don't see any fireworks. Low scoring game. Oh, wow. Or lower scoring game. You know what I'm saying? Something like in the uh, 24-17, 24-20 range, something along that, where we're, we're comfortably under. Okay. Now okay. let's go to a game that probably I don't know, probably features two of the best defenses on Week One, except one of the probably the best defensive player in the game is not going to be there. 49ers in Pittsburgh, right? 49ers laying two and a half on the road. Total forty one. Yeah. So I I love Pittsburgh to cover here, and I would even sprinkle some money on the money line. I think they win this game straight up, but just to be safe. I'm taking them with the points. Uh, you're probably not going to have Nick Bosa in this game. A report just came out today recording this on Wednesday that he still hasn't reported. Still looking for a big, massive deal. And George Kittle's dealing with a growing injury as well. So it's a, it's a possibility maybe w- without Nick Bosa and George Kittle in this game. Going to Pittsburgh, I'm really high on Kenny Pickett in year two. George Pickens, we already know about what he can possibly do. And that's a really good defense. Their their record with and without TJ Watt is drastically different. And he's going to be there, obviously, for week one. I, I, I love Pittsburgh here with the points. I'm taking Pittsburgh as well. Uh, thinking hopefully that it gets to three by kickoff. People start seeing the 49ers as only two and a half point favorites to start to hammer them a little bit more. I'm taking Pittsburgh and I'm taking them out right. Uh, I think Pittsburgh's defensive line has improved, but that uh, Nate Herbig fella, he was tearing it up in the preseason. And I watched him a lot at Wisconsin, and he moved around a lot at Wisconsin. It looks like he's moving absolutely nowhere in Pittsburgh. They're keeping him on the right side where he dominated when he played over there at Wisconsin. Uh, Give me Pittsburgh. I like their offense. Sneaky. Look at Jalen Warren for any time touchdown Mm. in this game. Okay. Sources are telling me he's got a little bit more more uh, juice than Najee Harris does at the moment. Mm. There you go. I know everybody likes Pickens too, but Fryermuth is going to be a big. Uh, Fryermuth is one of the guys who I'm really looking at in my fantasy draft this year because I think Kenny Pickett throws well between the numbers, and that's where Fryermuth is going to live. Um, let's go on to your arch nemesis, hmm. the Cincinnati Bengals, laying two and a half on the road. In Cleveland, 47 and a half the total. Deshaun Watson, no more suspensions, no more time off. Had a full offseason, full training camp, full preseason. No more excuses. Yeah, so this one, I'm going with the total points. 47 and a half, that's way too many points for me. I'm taking the under here. I think this is going to be your classic, ugly AFC North game. I mean, look at the matchup when the Bengals have the ball. The tackle position, they got my old friend Orlando Brown Jr., who struggles against speed pass rushers. Well, can I interest you in Miles Garrett? Can I interest you in Zadarius Smith on the other side? Uh, I think they're going to have a hard time moving the ball consistently. They're not going to be able to do those five, seven-step drops. It's going to be a lot of quick passes. 
And the Browns have a really good secondary as well. It's in Cleveland. And historically, as of late, the Browns actually have the Bengals number. So I, I think uh, they're, the Bengals are not going to have that high-flying scoring game that you're used to seeing with Jamar Chase and those boys. So, And then the other side of the ball, I still think Deshaun Watson is going to start off slow. Still think uh, I didn't see anything in the preseason that's going to give me confidence that he's back to the Houston Deshaun Watson. And that's a good defense in Cincinnati as well. So I think you're going to see an ugly, like, 24 to 20 type game, which is only 44 points. So give me the under. Yeah, I the under is probably a sharp play here. I'm going to go ahead and take the two and a half with Cleveland. Um, even though I am actively openly rooting for Cincinnati here, I think they do kind of they're too good of a team for them to have a streak like this. Do you know what I'm saying? Against, against Cleveland. I don't think Joe Burrow has beaten Cleveland maybe once in his career. He beat them too good of, last year at the second. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to say there's, there's two, they're too good of a team for that to continue. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised if like this, I see that this game being something like it's going to be close, right? We imagine it'll be a close one. It'll be, that'll be a tough, hard fought. And like, It'll be a situation where the Browns score a late touchdown and can go for two and win the game and end up missing the two-point conversion. So the Bengals went by one. And if you lay on Bengals two and a half, you lost something ridiculous. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, like That's the way I, I, I see it playing out where the Bengals win this game but do not cover two and a half. So I'm going to take the Browns here because what doesn't matter is who wins. What matters is by how much. Yeah. And so with this, Dolphins versus Chargers, the Acho Bowl, <laughs> in here so far, <laughs> Dolphins getting three points on the road, although the Chargers, while they play a home game, don't have any fans to consider, right? Total 51. What happens in so far? Yeah, so contrary to the previous game we talked about, I love the over here. I think this is going to be a shootout. This may be the highest scoring game of the weekend. I, I think uh, they played last year. And the total points was actually really low. It only got to 40. But <laughs> if you look at Tua's box score, he he had probably the worst game of his pro career. I mean, he and, only completed 10 of 28 passes for 140 yards. And at one point, yards. was three for 17 yeah, in the first like, half. And I, I think I, that's – when I saw about Mike McDaniel learned his lesson, I think that's what I'm talking about. Like, yeah. I don't – I can't imagine we'll see – if we do see something like that again, then we know. We know right then, okay, this is over. This is just waiting until the nails are in the coffin. It was fun, Mike McDaniel. We'll see you back as an offensive coordinator. I will miss your press conferences. Yeah. But you know what I'm saying? If we, yeah. But if we see something like that, I, but I, Something tells me he's learned his lesson when it comes to things like that. Yeah, so I, I don't see uh, Tua having a repeat performance back in SoFi Stadium like that again. And I also like the, the Dolphins winning this game. Uh, take the points if you want to be a little safe. But I think the factor, the fact they did lose to them last year in the same building, I think there is a little bit of revenge narrative there. And like I said, Tua can't play any worse. And they still only lost by six points in that game last year. I have the Dolphins here as well. Um, Tua can't, yeah, you're right. I don't think Tua can't play worse. There was a fluky touchdown in that game, too. I don't know if you remember. But yeah, Tyreek scoop, scooped the ball up. Yeah. <laughs> Tyreek scooped the ball up. But that's part of the reason why I'm betting on him. Week one, you're not in the flow of games in the same way if you're the Chargers to where, like, a week one where you're checking Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle and Raheem Mostert out of the backfield, it's like, you better make sure you stretch, son, because <laughs> that is – 
that's a lot of speed. That's a big adjustment. And uh, I like what Miami's done defensively a bit. Jalen Ramsey not being there obviously hurts. But I like I like Vic Fangio versus Kellen Moore week one. As as a I think that's a great matchup for the Dolphins. And I know that's the big off-season acquisition for the Chargers is Kellen Moore. But saw a lot of Kellen Moore when he was coaching with the Cowboys. And I he's auditioning for a head coaching job. That's what he's been doing this entire time. And I think there's something to coaching to win the game and coaching to look good. Right. Mm-hmm. And sometimes those things interact with one another. And you know, they're they're not they're not mutually inexclusive, but I think Kellen Moore is coaching to look good. So we'll see how good he looks. It might look great. Justin Herbert, I think, is probably just naturally more talented than Dak. Chargers have a great wide receiver room, especially week one, right, before everybody gets hurt. They have, yeah. a, they have some dogs out there, receiver. But I'm going to take the Dolphins to at least cover this three. Who wins? I don't know. But I'm taking the Dolphins to cover the three. So without further ado, Mark, lay it on the people. Your lemon pepper parlay. Yeah, man. So, you know, I'm so glad we're back with this, by the way. Let me just say that first of all. And in my lemon pepper parlay today, man, I'm going to pair. Give me the over on Sky Moore receiving yards, baby. He is so undervalued at 44 and a half, especially considering Travis Kelsey may not play. Even if Travis Kelsey does play, I still love the over here. You know how high I am on year two Sky Moore. He's going to be the chain mover for Kansas City. I think he's gonna. I think he's gonna be the most productive receiver in the Chiefs' receiving room this year. So, forty-four and a half. You won't get a better number on him all year because he's gonna have maybe 50, 60 plus yards in this game. And then I'm pairing that with the Bucks covering six against the Vikings. Ooh. Talk me off of it. The Vikings played in the most close games last year. You're giving. They're getting six points. I know people don't like the Bucks. They got Baker Mayfield and all of that. There's still a pretty damn good roster there. The Vikings win the game, but six points? I can't get with that. So give me uh, Bucks plus six over on Sky Moore's receiving yards at 44 and a half. I mean, it's just I. every time I bet against Baker Mayfield, he does something that he's never done in NFL history and, like, wins a game in, like, three seconds with a comeback after flying across the country and all of that. If I wasn't so scarred, like if we're picking all these games, I'm going to pick the Buccaneers plus six for sure. Especially with all the absence that Minnesota's had losing Dalvin Cook. I know that Alexander Madison is supposed to be just like a step up, but let me not. Let me, let me, let me give you my lemon pepper parlay. This one is a, we're playing for the value here, Mark. We're going for the value here. I'm going to take Steelers on the money line, Dolphins on the money line. Mark, that pays out just under four to one. Okay, just under four to one. Let's get off to a good start this football season. What what's yours? Yeah, so I got plus two thirty nine. I got Sky Moore over on receiving yards at forty four and a half, and I'm pairing that with the Bucks covering at plus six in Minnesota. The Vikings getting six points? Nah, can't do it. I feel you, but I also can't bet on Baker Mayfield. But there will be plenty of opportunities to bet against Baker Mayfield as long as they don't get benched as we go forward on the Lemon Pepper Parlay podcast. Again, listener note, we will only be on this feed this week. We will be back on the OG Lemon Pepper Parlay feed 
Search for wherever you get your podcast. Sub- subscribe there. And that's where you can get your Wednesday early looks at some of these lines. Mark Donalds, good luck this week. Thank you, man. Same to you, buddy. Let's cash.